Our reading is taken from the book of Psalms 139th chapter verses 1 to 12. We are reading from the NRSV translation. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue. O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, and the night wraps itself around me, even the darkness is not dark to you, the night is as bright as the day, for the darkness is as light to you. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us today. May the words we receive inspire us, comfort us, and challenge us. Amen. So last week I mentioned the idea that God's anointing is a sign and a mark of God's calling. Confirmation yung anointing. Isa siyang senyales that you are being called by God. In relation to transforming our lives. No? Yung metanoia, transformation. Um, so, it, God's calling in relation to transforming our lives. No? The Greek word, metanoia. And we are transformed from a former way of life, no? a former way of thinking, living, and doing, and even loving, or even a former way of believing and worshiping. Uh, to a new way of thinking, living, doing, loving, praying, worshiping, and believing. Ang pagpapanibagong buhay that is both the work of the Holy Spirit in and through us, and tayo rin our own inner and inten internal intention or desire to be transformed. Our scripture reading for today gives us a clue. Well, hindi siya clue. Gives us a First, the reality, or the truth, the biblical truth. Tinaman reality, the, the biblical truth. God's anointing and therefore God's calling is first and foremost God's work. So, kung may calling ka, at lahat naman tayo may calling, pero it is God's work. And it is primarily God's work. Siya ang unang mover. Hindi tayo. No matter how feeling natin ang galing-galing natin, hindi tayo ang prime mover. God is the prime mover. The Holy Spirit is the anima or the mysterious force that seems to move the pieces together even when we do not understand, even when bad things happen or feel thi or does not feel things immediately. 
Nabanggit ko na to before. So some of you may know this. Uh, yung isang beses na pauwi kami mula sa seminar, mula, nagpunta kami sa isang member ng MCC na namatayan ng magulang. Napakalayong ah, lugar ng Batangas. At nag-commute lang kami ni Pastora Kakay. Tapos pumunta lang kami doon pag ano kailangan na umalis kasi yung bus na pabalik, may oras. Kung hindi, ma ano kami doon. So, nasa jeep kami, pauwi na kami, nasa jeep kami para pumunta doon sa bus terminal. Natanong ko si Kakay, niniwala ka pa ba sa Diyos? With everything that we've learned in seminar, niniwala ka pa ba sa Diyos? Umingang malalim si Pastora. I don't, well, ang pinanghahawakan niyo, what, what I hold on to is that there seems to be a force. Hindi ko nakuha yung word na anima. There seems to be this, this anima, spirit, that you don't really understand, you don't hold it, but when you, when you start to think about things that are happening or have happened, it seems like there are pieces, there's someone who's moving the pieces together. It's always leading towards something good, even when something bad or terrible has happened. So maybe, sabi niya, maybe, yeah, there is that anima, that mysterious force. So it is first and foremost the work of God. Dun sa reading kanina sa Psalms 139, God, you have searched me and known me. So the one you are searching has first searched for you. You know, for many of us who are here in MCC, the reason why we are here, because we tried to search for God somewhere else. And the one that we are searching is the first one who have searched for us and already know us even when you still don't know this God. Even when you were not searching for God. Even when you try your best to run away or even do terrible things in the past, or even when you actually rejected God because you experienced rejection from those who speaks, those who spoke in behalf of God. God has searched you first. The other part of the Psalms, the Psalm reading we have for today says, sabi nung psalmist, nung nagsulat nung, nung salmo, where can I go from your spirit? Where, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the land of the dead, you are there. Kahit saan ako magpunta, naruroon ka. So the other Biblical truth or and Christian truth is that every moment and every place is filled, puno, puspos with God, and is within God. May 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 emerging concept of God uh, in the last several years among progressives, yung tinatawag na panantheism. See, si Father Richard Rohr, a Franciscan, speaks about this. Si Marcus Borg, 
uh, New Testament scholar speaks about this na ga, kasi meron din yung pantheism. Di ba? Pantheism and then panantheism. So, ano yung pantheism? God is the universe or God is earth. The earth is... Ano? Panantheism is the idea that that God is no uh, there is divinity in everything or God is in, in everything and everything is in God. The universe is within God but God is more than the universe or the creation. Hindi siya creation. Hindi siya yung earth or yung universe itself. But the universe is encapsulated within the godness of God. And therefore, you know. And the Apostle Paul, in the book of Acts, tells us, and I quote, sabi ni Apostle Paul, For in him we live, huwag naman him, pero Bible to, so, In God we live and move and have our being. And then, another way of of, of expressing this dun sa isa sa mga sulat niya i think it's in romans nothing can separate us from the love of god not even death at yung ito naman gustong gusto ko sa old testament professor ko si dr semi coni semi melia na merong maala computer na memory kasi pag nabasa niya isang beses kaya niyang na retain na kaya niyang i i I-recite, word for word, verbatim. Grabe si Madam. At Hebrew Old Testament professor. Ito yung sabi niya. Um, kasi palagi natin sinasabi, narinig natin, God is in your heart. Common yan among all churches. God is in our hearts. God lives within your heart. Jesus is in your heart. Ang sagot naman ni Dr. Melia, Semi-Melia, we live, it's the reverse. We are in the heart of God. We live in the heart of God. Kasi palaging sinasabi, God lives in our hearts. And yes, and yes hindi naman sinasabing mali yun. That's true. But a different way of thinking about it is that we live within the heart of God. God is not individualized. God is not your ownership. Kasi the negative, yung, yung, hindi naman siya negative, pero may negative tendency yung God is in my heart, meaning pagmamay-ari mo yung Diyos at nagiging idol yung Diyos. Kasi nakakulong siya sa sarili mo lang puso. Personal Lord and Savior. So we do not own God, but rather God encompasses all of us, everyone, embraces all of us. So, in determining, in discerning God in God's call, we have to be reminded and to reclaim the ancient wisdom and truth too. That it is God who first searched for us. It is God who has known us first. Who seeks us out even when we try to run away or hide. Or even when we reject God because we experience rejection and harm from those who speak in, the, in behalf of God. And second is that there is no way there is no absolute way that we can escape God because we live within God. 
Pero so yun yung principle. And then tanong pa rin, eh, paano nga? How do we discern God and God's calling? Paano natin malalam? Paano natin mare-reflect ang calling ng Diyos? How do we search out the one who has searched us first? How do we tune in to the presence that is always here and now? Number one, reading the signs of our lives. At meron to sa The Alchemist na libro. Na, sino nakabasa ng The Alchemist? It is articulated there in a different way. Pero basically, meron, reading the signs of our lives. Reading the signs of your life. Reading the signs of your experiences and relationships. Reading the signs of even our mistakes and failures. Reading the signs of where we have been and where we are now and where we think or feel that we are going. Reflection and introspection the f- and the full honesty of one's own self. May, may tumututol. <laughs> Sign ba yan? Diba? Reading the signs of life and being honest of one's own self. Bakit ako nagkaroon ng 11 na jowa and nothing worked? Or nothing is working? Bakit yung nanay ko, twice, hindi ako pinayagang pumasok sa Roman Catholic Seminary at maging paring katoliko? Bakit kaya? What are the painful lessons of my own mistakes in the past? Bakit ang dami kong kagagahan nung college ako at nung nasa theater pa ako noon? Bakit ako nag-finance sa corporate before I became a pastor? There are reasons and meaning sometimes. Minsan mayroon rason at may meaning ang mga bagay-bagay. Pero minsan din wala. Kasi, yes, reading the signs, pero maging aware din tayo na merong mga bagay sa buhay natin na wala namang sign. Okay? Wa- tayo talaga may gawa. Huwag natin lahat isisi kay Lord. Huwag natin lahat idamay kay Lord. Ano ba sinasabi niyo sa akin dito, Lord? Baka naman kasi wala. Diba? Diba? So, meron, pero meron ding wala. Kaya may discernment, may introspection. Diba? Yung mismong pangyayari, pwede kasing yung mismong pangyayari o sitwasyon, ay wala naman talagang kinalaman kay God. No? Pero, andun ba si God nung nangyari yon? Yes. Pwede bang gamitin ni Lord yung nangyaring hindi maganda na wala naman siyang kasalanan doon? Pwede ba niyang gamitin yon so that yung mga susunod na mangyayari can be better? Pwede. Yun lang yung medyo tricky part, no? Yung tricky part. Hindi lahat ng bagay ay may rason na mula sa Diyos. Kasi palagi sinasabi na God has a plan, God, you know. Oh, God's plan. Kasi baka hindi at wala. 
Pero nandun ba yung Diyos at pwedeng gamitin ng Diyos yung pangyayari afterwards? Pwede. Pwede bang i-overturn ni Lord yung nangyari? Pwede bang may gawin to be trans a transformative moment? Pwede. Okay? One of the things na malalaman nyo sa church na to, pinaka-allergic kami dyan sa word na God's plan. God's will. God was there. God is asking you to learn something from it. From whatever happened. Bakit ba siya ang naging jowa ko? Bakit ba si Lawrence ang jowa ko? Minsan po, hindi, natatawa kayo pero tinatanong ko yan minsan. May mga times natatanong. Siya yung pan-12. No, at nabanggit ko na ito, uh, a pastor's partner is also a calling. Calling din yan. Yung maging partner o asawa ka ng pastor, calling yun. Kasi damay ka sa mga... <laughs> damay ka. Alam yan ni Kuya Vince. Plus one. Uh, so reading the signs of our lives. And it takes work. It takes work. And one way is journaling. Although, marami sa natin ayaw mag-journal. Okay. Ako din. Oh, yan. Facebook. Minsan, journal ko Facebook. Para maalala ko, te, ano, five years from now. Number two. Ito naman, more, hindi siya way, pero more on uh, clarification. Number two. I also want to say, and this is important, that calling is not about becoming a priest or a pastor. Okay? Lahat tayo may calling. Pag sinabing calling, hindi yan si Joseph lang, or si Kakay lang, o kung sino pang pari o pastor o madre. Parang nagiging synonymous yung word na calling sa clergy or religious life. Hindi. Each and every Christian, and I will dare say, Ano man ang relihiyon mo, or even if atheist, agnostic ka, ayaw mo yung word na calling, sabi natin, value. You have a value or a silbe in this world. No? Ayan, sabi mo, value or silbe. Meron kang calling, purpose, or silbe sa mundong ito. Meron. At hindi necessarily maging pastor o pare. Although, siyempre, meron mga tinatawag na magpastor, magpare, magmadre, whatever other religious... Ano? Sabi nga rin ni Apostle Paul, both in Romans and first letter to the Corinthians, there are variety of gifts and there are diverse members of the body of Christ. At sinundan niya, are all prophets? Lahat ba ay propeta? Lahat ba ay apostle? Lahat ba ay teachers? Sabi niya, No. Merong teacher, merong apostol, merong ano, di ba? Gusto niya ba sabay-sabay tayong mag-preach dito? <laughs> Lahat tayo nasa communion table. Di ba? So even, be, pero kasi reality yan eh. Panahon pa ni Apostle Paul, problema na yung idea na gusto ko magpastor. 
Kasi yung validity ng aking kabuhay, nakikita ko lang dun sa pagpapastor. Kasi leadership position siya eh. Ang ganda kasi ng sutan eh. <laughs> ba? So even nung panahon ni Paul, sinasabi niya na yan, huwag yung titignan a certain ministry as above others. There are a variety of ministries. A variety of calling. So, in discerning your calling and reading the signs, unlearn the idea that calling is about becoming clergy or a pastor. Or that it is, pag sinabing calling, church. Merong calling outside the church. Isa sa mga pinakamagandang calling, natatouch ako pag nakikita sa documentary or what sa, sa ano, yung mga doctors in the barrio, yung wala sila sa naka-aircon na clinic or pwedeng meron din pero nag-aalat sila ng time nila to to serve doctor oh my god doctors without borders yung sa Palestine willing silang mamatay treating Palestinians ko kasi sabi mo na May stories nun eh. At mga foreigners to, many of it, them are foreigners. Nagbabaksakan ng mga bomba. They were, hindi sila Palestinian ha. They are privileged people. They are doctors and nurses and hospital administrators. They are there. Calling yun. Purpose yun. Value of life yun. Ano man ang relihiyon o kawala nila ng relihiyon. So we have to unlearn that calling is about Merong calling, again, ulitin ko, merong calling for church, may calling about pare, pastor, pero it's not only that. And that all the callings are equally valuable. So in discerning your calling and reading the signs, unlearn that idea. And then, unlearn din the idea na may isa ka lang calling. Yan yung medyo na-appreciate ko sa MCC. Sabi sa theological conversation sa MCC, Sometimes we are called for in different purposes in different stages of life. Kasi sa MCC, meron din yung past, nagpastor siya, or, hindi, abogado siya, tas later on, nagpastor siya, tas later on, umalis siya sa pagpapastor, iba na naman yung ano niya. One example, I see pastor, sino to? Yung sa community church, yung una, na nandun pa rin, iba na yung role. Si... Sigari Chan, siya ang founding pastor ng Free Community Church. Nagpastor siya, pero hindi siya nagpa-ordain, hindi siya, nagkuha lang siya ng units for theological education, ganyan. And then when someone stepped forward, si Mia, I think I feel I'm called. Siyempre, may proseso yan and all that. At nung finally naging pastor si, si Mia, iba na yung calling ni Gary Chan. Ang calling ko na is to make sure may sweldo ang pastor. To make sure everything gets paid. Siya na ang administrator nung simbahan. No? Board, chairman of the board or whatever. So calling is also not, not always one thing for life. It can be several things over a lifetime. Okay? Pwede rin naman ang calling ay 
pareho sa church, meron kang calling sa church, nagserve ka sa church, and then meron ka calling outside. Diba? So, multiple callings. So, are you called to be a transgender leader of faith? <laughs> Interviewin siya ngayon eh. May interview siya today, diba? To be, or to be a woman of faith, kasi wala pang masyadong women clergy, lalo na sa MCC. Diba? Are you called to establish pride cares? Pride cares. Diba? At doon, mag-focus, bringing necessary works of compassion to those who are hungry, poor, homeless, and desperate. Are you called to be a counselor, a listener? Calling din yun, ang hirap makinig. Lalo sa mga taong paulit-ulit ang problema. Tapos feeling mo, wala, hindi naman niya ginagawa ng paraan. To be a listener is a calling. Are you called to be a generous giver or someone who raises funds for an important cause? Sa MCC Globa, sa, sa Amerika, meron silang, may mga tao doon na ang ministry nila, dalawa. Either, dahil mayaman sila, tagabigay ako ng pera to finance the ministry of the MCC Church or MCC Institution. Or, ang ministry niya, mag-raise ng pera. Wala siyang ibang gagawin, maghanap ng potential ng mga uh, donors, magbuo ng programa, ng systems of accountability, systems of, ano, to raise funds for the church. And, may commission sila. Baka sabihin nyo, may commission. May mga fundraisers ang MCC and even other churches. 1%, depende dun sa ano eh. Pero parang maximum is 3% of whatever is being raised. And then from that 3% na commission, nagtatight sila pabalik din sa, sa church. Yun ba ang calling? Calling din yun. Paano tatakbo ang simbahan na walang ukani? Are you called to are you called to be an activist? An activist for the LGBT community or in another sector? Maraming maraming LGBT na aktivista hindi ng LGBT community. Ng ibang sector, LGBT siya pero ang aktivismo niya nasa farming. Kasi pamilya sila ng farmer or jeepney driver or women. Actually, maraming LGBT sa women sector. Or are you called to be a teacher or a mentor? Mahirap din maging mentor. Ayoko na nga. Ilang beses na ako napaso. All of that are equally important and needed, not just in church but in the world outside. Pangatlo, how to discern God and God's calling? Who am I and what is my value to this world or to a certain community? How do I discern and reflect this? Paano? Isang, isang practice. Paano sa tingin niyo? Pwede. Isa pa. Dapat spiritual. Dapat spiritual. <laughs> 
Pwede, of course, definitely. Pwede. Pero anong pinaka-fundamental? Na ayaw, na, na ayaw sa marami sa atin, lalo na sa mga bakla, lalo na sa mga LGBT, ayaw. Prayer, close to prayer, and it can be a form of prayer. Starts with an S. Isa pa, hindi. Malapit na malapit sa solitude. Silence. Silence. Intention, intentional silence. Katahimikan. Well, pagpapatahimik sa sarili. To some, this is called, even in the evangelical tradition, quiet time. Pwede meditation. Devotional time. And in the words of John, the spiritual time. So, mayroon ako isang napanood na sa, sa, sa Facebook video. May isang ako napanood na paring katoliko na ang chika niya. And I'll, I'll say this in, in paraphrase. In quote. You know, the devil does not like silence. And the devil will try its best to always distract you and bring noise to your life. Because the devil knows that it is through silence that God speaks to you. Quote ng Katolikong Pari. It is through silence that God reveals God's self. Silence is the frequency of God's voice in a world full of noise. In a world full of violence. And ito nga, tapos, tapos ko na yung libro ng Obstacle is the Way. Kung sino man nagregalo sa akin ng Obstacle is the Way na libro by Ryan Holiday. Ngayon naman, I'm starting the book, uh, Stillness is the Way. Or Stillness is the Key. And he says, sinasabi ni Ryan Holiday, Despite being geographically apart, both Western Greek philosophies and spiritualities and Eastern Oriental philosophies and spiritual traditions speaks about the importance of stillness or silence, calmness. And if this has been spoken about, about silence orally and written for thousands of years, from different cultures and traditions, then how arrogant of us to think that it is foolish, foolish, use, useless, or no longer relevant in our world today. Sabi ni Ryan Holiday. And then Ryan Holiday uses the metaphor of a Japanese archer. This may video ko nakita nito lately. A Japanese archer to say that absolute inner stillness is the key to sharply hitting the mark. Stillness allows us to have greater clarity, focus, and sharpness on what truly matters in life and in our world. Stillness or inner silence gives perspective and insight. 
The ancients also tells us directly and indirectly that silence builds up inner strength and courage. Stillness builds up resilience and helps also to build integrity. Kasi stillness gives self-awareness. Ilang beses ko na sa sermon na sinabi, we need to rediscover and reclaim the practice of silence in our lives individually and as a church. We need to struggle to become comfortable. We, go. we need to struggle to become comfortable with silence and also to remove the stigma of silence that silence is useless. Silence is unnecessary. Hindi ka productive pag tahimik ka at walang chika. Silence or stillness requires intentional practice and consistency for spiritual strength and endurance. Similar to how you build muscle and strength, muscle strength and your core. At tulad sa gym or sa physical exercise na marami sa atin, including me, ang ayaw ng silence kasi mahirap siya, uncomfortable siya, to some painful siya. Diba? Same yon. And yet, it remains true and even scientifically tested or studied that both silence, that silence like physical exercise benefits and prolongs our lives. Pareho na ang mental silence, emotional silence, and physical exercise are both prolongs and benefits our lives. Closing. God's anointing is linked to God's calling before, during, and after the anointing. And discerning of our calling is a lifelong process or journey. Kahit hindi sa church, kahit hindi religion, yung pagmumuni-muni sa kung ano ba ang dahilan bakit ka nasa mundong ito o ano ang silti mo sa mundong ito, it's a lifelong process. There are many and different callings in life, each according to, the, to our gifts, identities, and experiences. Number two, read the signs of your life, experience, and relationship. And you can only know number one and number two only if you are intentional to practice silence or stillness in your life. All of it which are grounded in the truth that God has searched you and known you first before you have. That you live, move in God and God holds you within God's heart. Therefore, it is, therefore, there is walang moment that you are ever far away or distant from God and God's love. You are in God and God is with you, in you, around you, and through you, even when you try to run away or even when it doesn't feel that way. You have a calling. You have an anointing. God is always with you, calling in the stillness, even in the disturbance of the night.